Good morning, and welcome to Drawing the Morning. This is Stuart McClellan, the pastor of the Altoona Bible Church. We are conveniently located at Union Avenue and 31st Street on Route 36, the Columbia Park section of Altoona. We hope that this broadcast will help you think on the things of the Lord as you prepare your heart for ministry among the saints today. Stay tuned for the next 30 minutes of inspiring music, challenging stories, and a Bible study. Listen now as the Altoona Bible Church Choir opens our broadcast this morning with a song entitled, Fill My Cup, Lord. In the summer of 1967, five carefree young people were on their way at dusk to a back trail campsite in Montana's Glacier National Park. 
They passed a group of campers who told them they had just been chased by a bear and warned them not to go into the area to which they were heading. However, the young people, being foolish and far too sure of themselves, laughed and went on. Reaching the campsite, just as it became dark, they built a fire as protection against an attack. As the young campers lay around the fire in their sleeping bags, an enormous grizzly bear was seen through the smoke. Closer and closer he came, feigning death. The young people laid motionless and hid their heads in the blankets. Sniffing at the bags, the bear began to rip them apart. As the beast reared to its full height, four of the campers bolted for the trees. The fifth one, Michelle Coons, age 19, was caught in her sleeping bag and was dragged away screaming. Those in the trees looked helplessly upon the horrible scene. Later, the bear was killed. Human blood was on its fur and bits of human flesh were in its claws. The night of indescribable horror and death might have been averted if the young campers had heeded the warning. In just the same manner, multitudes failed to heed the warning in God's word and had brought upon themselves and others sorrow and suffering which could have been averted. The greatest and most important warning is to them who reject the Lord Jesus Christ as Savior. Accept His lifeline today. Listen now as Courtney Cook sings this beautiful song, Above All.
You are listening to Join the Morning, which is presented each Sunday at the same time by the Altoona Bible Church. We begin with our Sunday school hour at 9.30. Then at 10.45, we all gather in the main auditorium for a morning worship service. We invite you to listen to or watch our church services. Our services are on Facebook at Sunday at 11 o'clock and 7 p.m. and Wednesday night at 7.15 p.m. We invite you to visit our website at www.altoonabible.org. Also, we're on the Johnstown and Altoona Access Channels 9 and 14. And there are services available on the local radio stations on Sunday at 11 o'clock, 12 noon, and 7 p.m. If you have any questions concerning our church services, please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131. Listen now as Lori Harris and Eric White play for us this beautiful song entitled Blessed Assurance. On a fall Sunday in 1871, Pestigo, a lumber town, lay baked in the autumn heat heavier than anyone could recall. 
A deadly silence hung over the village. Not even the cry of a bird could be heard. When noon came, the sun was hidden behind the heavy smoke from a distant brush fire started by workers building a new railroad. At nightfall, a sullen, smoldering red was noticed on the hills far to the southwest. The smoke grew thicker and thicker. Soon after nine o'clock, a wind arose, and suddenly the fire became a crackling roar, worse than a tornado. People rushed out in the street and were stunned to see a hissing cone of fire whirl down from nowhere. Rubbing their eyes and wondering whether all this was real, they saw another flame dart fall and still another into the sky, fairly rain destruction. In a moment, the sawdust streets and the pine sidewalks were aflame. The rooftops began to burn. Deer, forest creatures, dogs, and cats all ran through the streets. Within less than five short minutes, fiery death galloped through Pestigo. More than 40 people rushed into the lumber company's boarding house to gather their possessions. They were all burnt alive. Some hurried to the river, but most of them drowned. Those who survived saw men and women stagger a moment over the smoking sawdust streets and then go down burning brightly like so many flares of pitch pine. Years later, an old man who had escaped told of seeing a pretty village girl as she ran down the blazing sidewalk, her blonde hair streaming until those blonde locks leaped in the flames and stopped in her tracks. The next morning, he went to the spot and found only two nickel buckles and a tiny pile of ashes. Members of a religious settlement at nearby Brussels, Wisconsin, shouted that Judgment Day had come. Three men crawled in a tank of water stored as protection against fire and were boiled to death. The total death toll exceeded 1,500 people. Two billion trees were destroyed and all the villages and settlements in 1.3 million acres were wiped out. Since telegraph wires were burnt down, it was five weeks before the country knew of this shocking disaster. Even then, very few learned the full facts, for in the meantime, a great fire had swept over Chicago, and the popular attention was focused on that catastrophe. But we know that worst fire men will ever witness will make the Pestigo fire seem like only a lighted match. That fire is the fire of hell. It is very real, real and very terrible, but no one need suffer in this fire that no one will ever cease to burn. All that is necessary is to see yourself as a lost sinner and that you receive the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Savior from sin and you will be spared from this awful fire. Even better, you will have life with him in heaven forever. Listen now as John and Penny Harris, Cheryl Howman, and Larry Grable sing this beautiful song entitled, Do You Know My Jesus? Oh, that 
Once again, this Wednesday night at 7 o'clock, our doors be open here at the Altoona Bible Church. Time now for our Bible study portion for our broadcast. And this morning, the topic of our Bible study is the life of the Lord Jesus Christ, His teachings during His earthly ministry, the Olivet Discourse. Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 and verse 4. And as He sat upon the Mount of Olives, the disciples came unto Him privately, saying, Tell us, when shall these things be, and what shall be the sign of Thy coming and of the end of the world? And Jesus answered and said unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. The Olivet Discourse, as recorded in Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 to 26, verses 1 and 2, recorded in Mark chapter 13, in the the 14th chapter, verses 1 and 2, and Luke chapter 21, verses 5 to verse 38. Following the Lord's pronouncement upon the Pharisees and his anguish, his lamenting over the city of Jerusalem, He went to the Mount of Olives, which is located on the east side of Jerusalem. The Mount of Olives has a tremendous significance in the biblical history of Israel. The gradual departure of the glory of the Lord, as detailed in Ezekiel 9, 3, 10, 4, 18, and 19, and the 11th chapter, verse 23, where it departs from the first Jewish temple, the Solomon Temple, then goes to the Mount of Olives on the east side, and then disappears in heaven. And truly it's Ichabod, the glory of the Lord hath departed. Ezekiel 11:23 and the glory of the Lord went from the midst of the city and stood upon the mountain which is on the east side of the city that's the mount of olivet the and that's why we then see the olivet discourse given as recorded in Matthew 24 yet in Ezekiel 43 verses 1 to 6 the glory of the Lord will return The Lord Jesus Christ is going to be crucified. Later, after three days and three nights, he'll be resurrected. And then after 40 days, he will ascend to heaven. At the second coming of Christ, he is going to return to the Mount of Olives. The glory of God will return. The Lord Jesus Christ went to the Garden of Gethsemane, the Mount of Olives, to pray. And later, Judas will betray him there. Luke 22, verse 44 says... And being in agony, he prayed more earnestly, and his sweat was, as it were, great drops of blood falling down to the ground. The Mount of Olives, which bore witness to the first coming of Christ and to his suffering before his death on the cross, this same Mount will bear witness to the second coming of Christ and the glory, and at the second coming of Christ, when he returns to the earth to stand upon the Mount of Olives, it will split in half. And I would encourage you to read Zechariah chapter 14, verse number 4. Yet at the coming of Christ for the church, the body of Christ, what we say the rapture, when we meet the Lord in the air, the Mount of Olives will be absolutely unaffected. There are differences between the rapture of the church, the body of Christ, and the second coming. Those terms cannot be used and should not be used interchangeable. His disciples are going to ask him some important questions, and the Lord will respond to those questions. Keep in mind, the Olivet Discourse, as recorded in the Gospel of Matthew, includes Matthew 24, Matthew 25, then according to Matthew 26, verses 1 and 2, the Feast of Passover was two days away. Therefore, in two days... From the Lord Jesus Christ giving the Olivet Discourse, he will be betrayed and crucified. Matthew 26, verses 1 and 2. 
And it came to pass that when Jesus had finished all these sayings, he said unto his disciples, You know that after two days the feast of Passover and the Son of Man is betrayed to be crucified. And truly to understand the Olivet Discourse and the Lord's response to his disciples' questions, you must understand and remember concerning the 70 weeks of Daniel as found in Daniel chapter number 9, verses 24 to 27. I'm going to read verse 24, and I would encourage you to read verses 25 to 27. Seventy weeks are determined upon thy people and thy holy city to finish the transgression, to make an end of sins, to make reconciliation for iniquity, and to bring in everlasting righteousness, and to seal up the vision and prophecy, and to anoint the most holy. Literally, the words 70 weeks in Daniel 9.24 could be translated 70 sevens. These 70 weeks were determined upon Daniel's people, Israel, and Daniel's holy city, the city of Jerusalem. Therefore, the 70 weeks of Daniel have nothing whatsoever to do with the church, the body of the Lord Jesus Christ. You cannot put the church in the 70 weeks. The layout of the 70 weeks was 7 weeks, 62 weeks, and one final week. Each week equals 7 years. So 77 is 490. We find out that it's 490 years, not, not days, not months. The first 69 weeks or 483 years of Daniel's prophecy has already been fulfilled. The final week or the 70th week, seven years, awaits a future fulfillment. Listen, some people believe and teach that the 70th week of Daniel or the Lord's words from the Mount of Olive have already been fulfilled. Some believe it was fulfilled through destruction of the temple by the Roman general Titus in 70 A.D., Others believe that it will be fulfilled sometime later. So, other, like in, say, 300 A.D. They, they, but their belief and their thought is that the, the Olivet Discourse has already been fulfilled. We need to understand the 70th week of Daniel has not been fulfilled. It waits a literal future fulfillment. To emphasize, the Sermon on the Mount given by the Lord Jesus Christ awaits a future fulfillment. In the Lord Jesus Christ's response to his disciples' question, he methodically lays out some of the events involving the 70th week of Daniel. He has given a systematic, and we will share this with you in the weeks to come, an outline of the coming 70th week of Daniel, or what we would say is the tribulation period. It is paramount that the 70th week of Daniel and the Lord's Sermon on the Mount are viewed as being prophetic and waiting a future fulfillment. If you have any Bible questions concerning our study on the life of the Lord Jesus Christ or any biblical questions that you would like answered during our Wednesday night Bible study, ask the pastor. Please call the church office at area code 814-942-2131 or email Pastor Stewart Altoona Bible at altoonabible.org. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse number 18. For the preaching on the cross is to them that perish is foolishness, but to us who are saved it is the power of God. If you've never trusted Christ, trust Him right now before it's eternally too late.
You have been listening to Join the Morning from the Altoona Bible Church. We trust that you've received real spiritual blessing from this broadcast. It is our prayerful desire that you know the Lord Jesus Christ is your personal Savior. So until we meet again by radio, this is Pastor Stuart McClellan wishing you God's best for now and for eternity. Jesus is my name.